Psalms 34, in verse 1, says, I will bless the Lord at all times, as praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall there, hear thereof and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he heard me, and delivered me from my fears. They looked unto him, and they were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angels of the Lord encamp about them that fear him, and deliver them. O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. O oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger, but they seek the Lord shall not want of any good thing. Come, ye children, and hearken unto me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life and loveth many things that he may see God good. Keep thy tongue from evil and thy lips from speaking guile. Depart from evil and do, and do good and seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against thee that do evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh unto them that are brokenhearted and saved such as the of a contrite spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivered him out of them all. He keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. Evil shall they slay thy wicked, and they hate the righteous shall be desolate. The Lord redeemeth the soul of his servants, and none of them that trust in him shall be desolate. Let us pray. Father, we thank you tonight. Lord, just ask you to be with us tonight. Open our hearts and minds, Lord. Encourage us and lift us up. And Lord, we stand in this world, Lord, and give you the praise and honor you, Father. We'll just praise you for what you do in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to preach on this subject tonight. Uh, God will take care of you. This psalm here is a connection with 1 Samuel chapter 21. And if you know the story, 1 Samuel chapter 1, David is on the run from Saul. And he goes to a little city called Nob. He meets with Amalek, the priest, and he's desiring uh, food from him, and he's desiring uh, uh, help from him, and he also is in desire of a weapon. So Amalek uh, gives him Goliath's sword. Then David does something that's uh, very unusual. He goes to the same place, that you would never thought David would ever go to, or David ought to go to, he goes to Gath, the place that Goliath is from. You know, sometimes uh, when we are running in our own ability and, and we're not trusting in God, we can make some of the very foolish decisions in our life. But when we're right with God, we would look at, at it and say, how in the world could I have done anything that way? How can you do that and be in your right mind? If you trusted in God and you're serving in God, uh, you'll always make the right decisions because God will lead you. 
I get out of the presence of God and out of the scriptures, I'm bound to make some foolish decisions. We are subject to make foolish decisions. That doesn't make sense. And that's what David did here in, in 1 Samuel chapter 21. Then he goes before the king and uh, attempts to try to save himself. Uh, he begins to act mad. And the king says, why do you bring this madman unto me? And you know, David's pretending. We know David's not mad, but David's pretending. And anytime you've got to pretend to do something, to get something, or uh, you ought to question yourself, are you really falling in the foots of God? Are you really trusting in God? So David's pretending to be a madman. So the king drives him out of the town. David finds himself in 1 Samuel chapter 22 in a cave called Adullam. And it's in that cave that him and some 400 men, they were in distress, the Bible says. They were in debt and they was in discontentment. And that is where David writes this psalm here. Now David's coming to his senses. He begins to write. And David is realizing in all of his strength and all of his ability the very best he could do is not good. And everything that he could possibly do would surely fail. But what God does will never fail. I, I don't know about where you're at in your Christian life tonight. Or what are you going through? But I'm glad that I know I have a promise that's in the Old Testament that goes over into the New Testament. And it's a promise from God. It's one that we can hold on to today and hold on tightly. And this is our God will take care of us. It doesn't matter about the resources. It doesn't matter about the circumstances. It doesn't matter about the odds that are stacked against you. I'm telling you from the Garden of Eden all the way to the uh, book of Revelation, and God specializes in stepping down and getting involved in the middle of nothing and making something out of it. And that's what God does. God knows how to take care of you and I tonight. So looking at this Psalms, it could be easily divided into two categories. Verse 1 through 10, uh, it deals with devotions. David uh, is a student in these verses 1 through 10. In verses 11 through 12, uh, it deals with doctrine. And David becomes a teacher in these verses. In verse 11 it says, Come ye children, hearken unto me, and I will teach you the fear of of the Lord. Before you can teach anybody anything about the fear of the Lord, you must have first experienced, uh, you must have first served God, and you must have uh, uh, walked with God in order to teach somebody the fear of the Lord. If we're going to know anything about God and how to serve God, it begins all with fear. David said in Psalms 56 and 3, he said, what Time I'm afraid, I will trust in thee. And that is what David is doing in this Psalms here. I want you to notice two things about this Psalms that David, uh, I'm quite sure I'm not going to get to both of them, but I, I want to get to the, at least get through the first one, and that's the worship of David. 
David. Uh, David's worship. And why is worship so important? I've asked people to ask me that. Why is worship so important? I'll tell you why it's so important. You will never be an effective witness for God until you become an effective worshiper for God. You and I have to have a, a, our worship right. God will use the trials and troubles of this life to teach us the sincerity of worship. You see, that it's one thing to worship with our hands, and, and I say we should worship our hands. Uh, the Bible talks about raising our hands in Psalms 134 and 2. Lift up thy hands in the sanctuaries and bless the Lord. Uh, you ought to lift up your hands when you come into church. Amen. We ought to say amen, amen. I believe we ought to say amen. The Bible even says that we ought to say amen. Psalms 106, 48. Blessed be the Lord of God of Israel, everlasting and everlasting. And let all the people say amen. It's one thing to worship with our hands. It is one thing to worship with our uh, mouth. But there's totally something different when we worship from our hearts. When your worship comes from your heart, that's when God can deal with you. That's when God's got you. So David is going through this blackness of this cave, and he's he's all uh, he's the world is against him. He says the nations against him, and I'm in the darkness there. And, uh, and David begins to realize that all that he is, he's nothing without God, and he starts to worship God in the blackness of his cave. David's worship is intentional. I will bless the Lord at all times. He prays, his praise shall continually be on my mouth. When David wrote that he was not playing his harp, he was not attending uh, uh, to the sheep on the backside of the uh, fields there, he was in the blackness of the cave, uh, and David worshiped, uh, he worshiped God on purpose in this cave. David took a step away from running, and David took a step away from being afraid, uh, and he made a decision that he was going to worship God. He said, it doesn't look too good for me right now. It doesn't look good to anybody. Everybody's against me. The nation of Israel against me. He said, I, I don't have much. And he's in this cave. David said, I will worship the Lord. You know what? When you get to the point when everything's against you uh, and everybody's coming against you uh, and you feel like you've got nothing left, uh, you feel like there's nothing left in you, you ought to just stop and say, I'll worship the Lord. I'll bless the Lord at all times, he said. And God, God is worthy to be praised every day of our life. Worship does not depend on my circumstances. Worship does not depend on the people that are around me. The worship does not depend on what move I'm in. It depends on that God deserves to be worshiped tonight. God, God created man for worship, amen? Man will worship something. He will either worship the true and living God or he'll find something in this world to worship. 
He can worship uh, the money. He can worship fame. He can worship uh, power. He can worship strength. He can worship home. Uh, you can find anything in this world that you want to worship, but in order true worship comes, worshiping the true and living God. God created man to worship. He created him in the soul, body, and spirit. When Adam sinned in the Garden of Eden, he died in the spirit. He died progressively in the soul. And at the end, eventually, he died in the body. There's none like man on earth. No animals have it. No plants have it. We were created to worship the living God today. We're the only ones that can enjoy knowing God. We're the only ones that can enjoy the worshiping God. We're the only ones that can have the presence of God around us. And we ought to worship God because He is worthy of worship tonight. David said, hey, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to worship God. I, I'm, I, I've seen the world and it's against me. Uh, I've got this, uh, the nation of Israel against me. Uh, the kings want to kill me. And I, I, I've seen the, uh, the, uh, the tops of life and I've seen the bottoms of life. And I'm here in this dark cave. Uh, I think I'll just take a break from being afraid and I'm just going to worship God. Let me say this. You and I have a responsibility that our worship must be sincere. Amen. We ought to praise God when we come to church. We ought to do it no matter how we feel or what we're going through, no matter what the world seems to throw at us today. We ought to come in the house of God worshiping God. I know that we have to work sometimes all week long. The day is weary on our sides and uh, we're taking care of family. We're doing that. We get busy. We get caught up in doing things. Uh, and sometimes it's just good for us just to barely get here on time. But let me just say this. But somewhere from that time where you left coming this way, you ought to prepare your heart for worship. Amen. You ought to start getting your uh, uh, songs on. Uh, you ought to turn on some good uh, Christian songs. You ought to prepare yourself for worship. When you get here, then when you get here you're ready for worship you don't have to be primed or pumped when you get here when you get here you've already gotten this presence of God and you want to worship God you ought to praise him even when you don't feel like it amen what I found out what I found out in my life even when I don't feel like worship God when I do worship God afterwards I feel a whole lot better amen some people just let any little thing keep them out of church. But well, let me just say this. Uh, it's a good place to get healed spiritually. And guess what? It's a good place to get healed physically. Amen. And you may not feel like worshiping God, but we ought to come in the presence of God to worship Him. Amen. David's worship was intentional. He made his mind up in the darkness of that cave and all the things that was going around him, he said, you know what? I'm going to step back and I'm going to take a break and I'm just going to worship God. And that's what we need to do sometimes. Sometimes the day drags on us and weighs on us. We ought to just step back and say, you know what, world? I'm just going to worship God right now. And just lift up your hands and say, amen. Praise the Lord. He is worthy for the great things he has done in my life. David's worship was intentional 
Verse number two, the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. David's worship was inspiring. I don't like churches and people get happy and want to testify and and it seems like the Spirit of God is moving on them. And usually when that happens, there's always someone sitting in that church just kills the Spirit. They might not have liked that person that got up and testified. They might have had something get them. Uh, there might have been some jealousy in their heart. Uh, there might have been some uh, uh, wickedness in their heart. Uh, I, I don't like that. I, I want to get in with somebody. When somebody gets happy, I want to get happy with them. Yeah. Hey, I'm happy because you're happy. The reason why I'm happy because you're happy because you're praising God. And that's what we ought to come. And when God moves in your heart and God tells you to stand and raise your hand and say amen or just to testify or give God the praise and we all ought to jump in on that amen his worship was inspiring he said the humble shall hear thereof and be glad it always thrills me when somebody is getting blessing from God It always makes me good and feel good when somebody, all of a sudden the Spirit of God moves on them and they get happy about what God has done in their life. And let me just say this. If you really sit down and think about it and God has saved you from your sins, He's pulled you up out of that miry muck and He's taken you to heaven, you've got something to shout right there. You've got something to raise your hand and say, Amen. You've got something to say, Praise the Lord. And it ought to be inspiring that other people around you see that you got something that's good and they want to get in on that. You know, you can see everything from up here. Amen. I I can see the faces and I see that I'm good at reading eyes. I'm good at reading the, you get those kind of things like that. I'm good at reading that. We ought to jump in and praise the Lord. Just because somebody gets happy, don't want to drag them down. I don't want to drag I've been in churches and somebody get happy and somebody say, shh, shh. Now, what? I, I preached in a church one time and the only kid, uh, there was the only person that was egging me on was a little child standing over there, standing in the pews going, amen, amen. And the mom and daddy say, shh. I said, oh, don't shut them up. They're the only one encouraged me. They're the only one egging me on. Ain't nobody else doing anything in here. Amen. We ought to just praise the Lord tonight. It's inspiring. We've got people that like to kill the spirit when somebody gets happy. When God moves on somebody. I want to be free when I come to church. That when God moves, I can stand up and not worry about what somebody's going to say. Hey, let me tell you what. If you're worshiping and you get happy and it's a true happy from your heart and God, I'm going to get in on with you. Amen. I'm going to get in on it with you. God has saved us. God has taken us to heaven. We ought to inspire others to worship. And that's what David did here. You know, I want to inspire people to worship. You don't have to act like me. I know I don't act right. But let me just say this. 
you ought to pump the preacher and you ought to pump the singers, amen. When he up there singing their hearts out, you ought to, hey man, sing it on, preach it on. You ought to just help them out. Worship was inspiring. David inspired his men there to worship. Worship was inviting in verse number three. Oh, magnify the Lord, David said. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. With me. Now he's in the darkness of this cave. There's four, four, some odd 400 men in this cave. And David's getting happy. And he's just thinking about what God has done for him, where God has brought him from. And he said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. He said, I want you to join in. I want you to hear you. He says, let us. Not me, not just you, but let us exalt the name together. Let us exalt his name together. That's a group effort. David's worship was inviting. It, was about, it wasn't about David. Uh, David was not wanting people to see him. Uh, I don't want people to see me. The, the singers don't want people to see them. Uh, and he wants everybody to get a hold of worshiping God and the Lord. He, remember that in this, in this cave, David writes this psalm. And it's in this cave that David looks around and says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. All that David's gone through, all that he's had to face in his life, David said, let's just get our worship on today. He said, I know the odds against me. I know things are looking bad. But I know that there's a God that's going to take care of me. I don't know when, and I don't know where, I don't know how, but I do know there's a God that's going to take care of me. Somehow, someway, God's going to take me. David's leaning on that everlasting arm that never felleth him. And that's what we need to do. He said, I, I know it don't look good for me. It don't, it don't look good for us. I know the odds are against us. But I'm telling you, there is an unseen hand of God that will guide you through all the weary land that we're going through, when I, when I don't know which way to go, uh, thank God His hand will guide me. Thank God His hand will stand between me and hell. Uh, thank God His hand there to show me. Thank God it's a loving hand. Thank God that He will guide us in a time of need. And He'll say, your worship are being inviting to others to worship. And that's what we ought to worship. We ought to build each other up in worship, amen. We ought to just get encouraged in the Lord. The Bible said, iron sharpens iron. Hey, if you are happy and you're getting worship on, uh, somebody else ought to jump in and say, praise God, uh, and just start egging you on, poking you on. Get it, get it, run it, get it. And you know what? We ought to get happy. And our worship should be worship that's inviting those around us to get in on what God has done in my life. Hey, it doesn't matter what God is doing in my life. If God has done something good in your life, I'm going to get happy about that too. We think God ought to do everything for us. But sometimes God lets us go through some things to teach us that sincerity of worship. David's worship was... Intentional. David's worship was inspiring. David's worship was inviting. And that's where we need to be. We ought to encourage and strengthen each other in our worship, praising God. David's worship was individual. Verse number four. 
I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from my fears. Verse number six, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. David encourages others to worship with him. But in the midst of him encouraging those, David starts reflecting back on what God had done for him. He sought the Lord and the Lord heard him. The Lord delivered him. He said, not from some of my fears, but from all of my fears. God can deliver you out of whatever you're in tonight, whatever you're going through, whatever has a hold of you. And God can deliver you from that. Bible said, for God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of a power and a love and a sound mind. We should not fear what the devil can throw at us because we got an almighty God that's standing in the midst with us. That unseen hand is guiding us, is protecting us. And let me just say that it's just our individual worship sometimes. I've gotten happy in the car driving down the road, had to stop. Just couldn't drive no more. Be standing in the Walmart sometimes and just all of a sudden the Lord hits me and just start praising God. I was down at Walmart down there right when this stuff starts seeing all those shelves were empty and everything and everybody's trying to run around finding trying to find that toilet paper. I walk down that aisle and says, Jesus is coming soon, morning or night or noon. Many will meet there. Ooh, people looking at me. I'm getting getting happy. I'm thinking, Lord God, come easy. Uh, come quickly. Lord, come quickly. But let me just say this. Our worship should be an individual thing. In the midst of David encouraging the men around him, and let me just say this, when I'm trying to encourage you to worship, sometimes God speaks to me, and I get a little happy about it myself, and I think about where God has delivered me, where God has brought me. I'm just thinking about, oh, thank you and praise you, Lord, not just for everybody around here, but what you've done for me. It should be an individual worship, amen. If you can say, I can't think of a thing God has done for me, you better get saved. You better get saved. Because God has done a lot of things for you and I that we ought to worship Him and praise Him because He is worthy. David's in this dark cave thinking the world is about to end on him. And can you imagine if 400 men in there with him? The Bible says in distress and discontentment and, and debt, not knowing which way to turn. And David sitting over us, wringing his hands and all. David said, you know what? I'm just going to worship the Lord. I'm just going to worship God. And then he gets to inviting the rest of them, saying, won't you all just join in on me? Let's just praise God. I can hear that cave. I can hear them voices coming out of that cave. Praise the Lord. God is worthy. Magnify the Lord and that harmonizing with him. Praise the Lord. Amen. And all of a sudden, David says, You know what? I'm reflecting on what God has done for me. I'm just going to get happy in myself. Amen. Individual worship. David's worship was intentional, David's worship was inspiring, David's worship was inviting. David's worship was individual. How many times have you been overwhelmed with fear? How, 
let me ask you this. How many times have you been so overwhelmed with fear and, and you didn't know what to do, but all of a sudden you grab the Holy Word of God and you start, and it lands there and you start reading and all of a sudden your spirit gets lifted up and encouraged. And you get to think about it, and then the next thing you need to turn over here and say, Lord, Lord, God says he, He'll be with me, never leave me, never forsake me. He says, I'll be with you very end. And, and you start all of a sudden, you've been overwhelmed, but all of a sudden you start reading the Word of God, and it lifts you up and curses you. And let me just say that, that's what we ought to do. The longer I serve Him, the songwriter said, the sweeter it gets. Amen. Worship is personal to every one of us. Every one of us. You know, sometimes it's good to go down memory lane. Sometimes it's good to reflect when you was a sinner, lost in this world, dying and going to hell. And God found you. God delivered you. God pulled you out of that merry muck that you was in. Sometimes it's worth going down memory lane and thanking God for where he pulled you out of. Great things he's done in our lives. David's worship was instructive. David had some things he had to pass along in his worship. He said, the angel of the Lord has encamped around me. Them that fear him and deliver them. He reminds them that God is the guardianship. He reminds them that of God's promise. He said, oh, taste the Lord and see. Oh, y'all get a hold of that. Oh, taste the Lord and see his goodness. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. I'm glad that we're here on a Wednesday night. I, I didn't come to tell you what I thought or what I know because I don't know anything. But I'm glad I can step in this pulpit with the assurance. And I'm glad that you can hear with assurance the Word of God. It's not what I say, it's what He said. It's not my words, it is His words. I'm telling you, God has instructed us. God has, this is His manual that teaches us. And I'm telling you tonight, to be able to take the pages of God and get some instructions that ought to lift you up and encourage you, no matter what you're going through, God's Word will teach you what you need to know. In order for David to teach the fear of the Lord, David had to experience. David had to walk with God. He had to know. David's talking about something that he knew of. He was telling those men about something that he experienced. He said, taste and see the Lord is good. They were in this cave and things didn't look good for them. There's no food. The enemy's all around them. The darkness of the cave. But David says, I believe in the Lord. And I believe the Lord will show up. I believe when they start worshiping God and praising God, God showed up. 
I believe that when we start worshiping God and praising God, it doesn't matter where you're at. You can be sitting here. You can be at home. Uh, you can be praising God. You lift your hand up and say, Oh, God is worthy. Taste the Lord and see that He's good. I'm telling you, you get to worshiping God. God will show up. And if God shows up, He's going to show out for sure. Amen. David's telling them something that he's... He knows of. And David said, Oh, fear the Lord, ye his saints, for there is no want to them that fear him. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want good things. I, I believe in that cave. David looked at that sword that he had gotten from the priest. He said, you know what? I don't need that sword. God is enough. God is enough. I believe you and I tonight was look at the things that we're depending on and the things that we're going through and say, you know what? God's enough. God's enough. I, I, I know the biggest thing that people are talking about now is the elections. God's enough. It doesn't matter who wins. God is the one who put them there. God is enough. It doesn't matter what tomorrow holds. God is still enough. If I catch this virus, God is still enough. And when I die, God is enough. God will take me home. I'm trusting in Him. David said, I'm just going to worship the Lord. It doesn't matter about my circumstances. It doesn't matter about what I'm facing or what I'm going through. I'm just going to take a break and worship the Lord. Let us take a break and just worship the Lord and don't fear the world anymore. God will take care of you. Ye, you saints of the Lord. And if you're born again, you got something to praise Him for. If you're on your way to heaven, you got something to praise Him for. Because God is going to take care of you. God loves you tonight. No matter what we face in this world, God loves you. God cares about you. You've got to put your trust in God. You've got to look at God and say, Lord, here I am. I just want to praise you. If you never do another thing for me, Lord, you've done all that you needed to do. You saved my soul. Amen. And we ought to just thank God for that. Amen. I invite you just to raise your hand tonight, wherever you at, and just praise the Lord. Give Him the glory. He's worthy of the praise tonight, Lord. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Let them see that you are true and your promises are true. Praise the Lord. God has been good to us. We'll just praise the Lord tonight. Thank Him for all that He's done and all that He will do in our lives. We'll just give Him the glory.